Welcome to Diverse Voices, a new Central Michigan Life podcast hosted by me, Mia Sickman. Our goal for Diverse Voices is to bring listeners a sound similar to their own and attention to world issues affecting Mount Pleasant and CMU. Happy Black History Month, everybody, and Happy Lunar New Year. This episode is the first of our Black History Month episodes that I'm very excited about. Today with me, I have graduate student Eric Pounsel. Hey, listeners. Like we've already mentioned, my name is Eric Pounsel. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm a first-year graduate student in the Higher Education Administration Program, and I'm a Detroit native. I get to serve as a graduate assistant in the Office of Mato Office. All right. Um, so I have a graduate assistantship in the Office of Multicultural Academic Student Services, or MASS, which I think I'll call it from now on. Um, and I get to serve as the program director for Men About Change, which is one of our uh, mentorship programs here at CMU. That's super cool. Thanks for being here. I'm super excited to talk about that and the importance of Black History Month. Before we get started with our discussion, I want to remind listeners the important facts about Black History Month and potentially, you know, the people who aren't aware of what we celebrate called Black History Month. It's a U.S. government-recognized holiday for the entire month of February. It's also known as African American History Month. It began as a way for, I think, especially in public education to remember important African American figures in history and a way for people to celebrate their heritage. Nowadays, especially since the early 2010s, it's become a way to remember those we've lost too. Black History Month can also serve as a reminder of what we still have to work on as a country and just as North America as a whole, whether that's police brutality on people of color, representation, hair equity, and so much more that this country continues to fall short on. Which leads us to our discussion today about what Black History Month means. So Eric, what does Black History Month mean to you? That's a great question. So for me, Black History Month is really more about the opportunity to learn about what's been hidden or is overshadowed from mainstream knowledge. Uh, Black history includes, but does not conclude, with slavery. So it's really about uncovering that there were black cowboys, there were black mathematicians and black inventors that shaped the world we have today that we just don't talk about enough. Yeah, that is great. That is, yeah. That is why I wanted to do episodes like this because it's about how we exclude his, we exclude people of color from our history. And even more so we end up, I think to an extent, attributing things to the wrong people you know what I mean like a lot of times it's some old white dude some old straight cis white dude and it's like no that's that's not that's not what it's about I think you know when we talk about it over time it changes the way people view Black History Month changes as they grow you know And as someone who isn't a person of color, I think, unfortunately, one of the only reasons I look at Black History Month differently than, say, when I was probably around 12 years old is because I actively want to be more aware. You know, I think when people talk about being an ally and they talk about being anti-racist, it's not just being against something, it's taking steps to help others. You know, when learning about Black History Month in public schools, it's all about people from Black history. But like we like you just said, it doesn't cover enough. It doesn't cover the Black cowboys. It doesn't cover the Black mathematicians. 
not to mention, you know, how, like I said, how little is correctly attributed to people of color. Do you feel that, Eric, the public education system does a good job of recognizing Black History Month in comparison to colleges? Um, no, I, I don't necessarily think we do a great job at it, mostly because we have the ability to opt in or opt out. Mm-hmm. So unless you want to hear about this information or you want to learn more, you don't have to. You can get your diploma, you can get your degree, and then go back to insert location here right. that um, you don't necessarily need to be involved or know anything about this. So as long as we are given the opportunity to either choose to be a part of or not be a part of it, and I'm only going to get this maybe in an elective course and not a required course, right. I can't say it's properly recognized. I agree with you. I agree. Especially, are you from the inner inner parts of Detroit? I'm from the east side. To be specific. East side. No. Okay. Well, I am from a very, very small, predominantly white farm town. So our Black, unfortunately, our Black History Month education kind of was Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Malcolm X. Okay, you're done. And like you said, it was like, here's the things you know, diploma, you know. I mean, I I am a second year college student and coming to college and having Martin Luther King Day off of school was new to me. My freshman year, I was like, that's so weird. Why didn't my high school do this? And then I found out that other high schools do it, you know, and they recognize. And yeah, like you said, it's just they're not doing a good job because it's optional. It's not, you know. Like you can pick and choose what you actually get to know when I think when it comes to the experience of people of color, and I don't know this for myself, but you have to learn white history versus you kind of get the option to learn black history. Is that a correct assumption? You know, when you're thinking about, you know, how your education goes along like side by side. I totally think that's right on the head. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And then I guess that leads to a bit of a bit more of a happier question. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite influential person from Black history? That is a it is a great question. And trying to choose one person. I know there's a lot. We can go through <laughs> multiple. That's fine too. Let's <laughs> see. I, I think I the one that stands out to me the most right now is like uh, Amanda Gorman, uh, the poet laureate. Yeah. And one of the youngest in history. Yeah. So to see her be able to do what she does at a young age and at the age that a lot of our students that I get to work with right. um, are, it's really important to see like, well, Black history isn't just the people that were 50, 60, 70 years ago. That these are people that are happening right now. These are the people we're growing up with and that we are in class with that can Mm -hmm. make a big change. People who have the potential to make history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. Um, Ooh, I don't know if I have one right now, just because like you said, there's so many. One of my favorite ones in history, my family is a really big music family and my dad loves Billie Holiday, loves her and I'm 
really stuck on her song Solitude right now. And I just, it makes me want to learn more about her life. And the more I do, the more I appreciate her. I do need to look more into current things though, because I can't pick one off the top of my head. That's a good one though. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously you're much farther along in your college experience than I am, especially at CMU. As a graduate student, do you feel the difference in the way that, we talked about this a little bit already, but the way that colleges and institutions celebrate Black History Month in comparison with lower education? Yeah, I, I, I think we do. Um, I think the biggest difference really at CMU in particular, right? even at the college level, to be more broad, um, we, we just have more student input. Actually, let me, I don't need to use that part. I will just speak on CMUs because that's the only one I really know well enough to respond with. Uh, so the biggest difference really is that CMU incorporates and involves students in what we do and what we lead with. So it's not just, oh, this office says we're doing this, well, that's what we did. Right. Uh, we involve the RSOs, we bring in offices and we bring in student employees that want to put on different events to make those happen. And it's it shows the variety of thoughts and mm -hmm. opinions that we have around these um, topics. That's great. Could you explain a little bit more the importance of like bringing, making sure you're bringing in students who want to experience this? Yeah. So students wanting to be involved and taking ownership in their own learning experiences is really important because that's how you're going to open yourself up for the most growth and the most learning. If you're personally involved in what's being taught, it's going to stick better. You are more involved in it by just having to do that background knowledge. And when you're designing these things, like what do you want someone to learn from this or take away from this? you have to kind of plan that out first and put that at the forefront of your mind, which I think is just amazing and one of the best ways to learn, so. Definitely, definitely. That's a really good reason. Yeah, I love that. I think you're right that that is one of the best ways that we do Black History Month, you know, is making sure that not only students have the experience with other students, but they're doing something that's geared for them because they built it themselves. Yeah, I love that. And that's kind of what the mass office does, right? I'm sorry, I didn't notice the question. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Um, what do you guys do in the mass office specifically for like, well, I guess that's a little broad. What do you do with your organization that you're working with right now? Um, the male student organization for Black History Month. Are you guys planning anything? So with Men About Change, I try to take a approach that doesn't focus on Black History Month as one month and that my members are members of this population typically year round, their whole life. So when we talk about topics, it's not just in um, February. Mm -hmm. But what we have done and initiated new this month is the Man in Charge Initiative that gives our members the opportunity to come up with their own topics that they can lead and talk about. So it's not just, oh, Eric has a presentation for us. It's not just my space that I, you know, present to them and try to disseminate knowledge. 
but that we co-create our experience together in a meaningful way. That's great. I love that. That's kind of beautiful, like poetic when you think about it. I love that. You're a little poet. No wonder I like Amanda Gorman. No wonder. You share (laughs) traits. She inspires you. I love it. Your next one has to be about her. (laughs) 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 And I think since CMU does so much already, and I love that you mentioned the idea of not just making it Black History Month, but every, not to say every month is, but every month, you know, you should approach it like every month is Black History Month. You should approach every month like it's Native American Heritage Month. You should approach every month as a celebration of these ethnicities, races, cultures, you know, like, and we, I think we do a pretty good job of that at Central Michigan University. I think our diversity and inclusion department does a really good job of, like you said, making sure student experiences are shared. But are there ways that you feel CMU could improve how we celebrate Black History Month? I do. And this probably is going to come like twofold because I have a couple different identities here. So as a graduate student, I mean, students in the name. So I, I get to attend class and I'm alongside some of our students here. So from a student perspective that I've only been here for a, a semester now, and this is my first Black History Month on campus, um, my experience is a little limited, but I can see that CMU could benefit from um, more intentional work where it's not just our, our diversity offices putting on the work or doing the presentations or doing the activities. Um, I wanna see what our admissions is doing during Black History Month to talk about the important topics. What are our student activities and inclusion offices doing? Rather than just calling up you know, your <laughs> diversity offices and saying like, hey, what are you doing so we can promote it? Um, really, what are they taking ownership and doing themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of also speaks to my experience in the mass office and how I would um, sorry. You're <laughs> good. Trying to thought. Uh, so with the mass office, I think specifically because I have that unique experience, I think one of the ways we are trying to improve our um, programming is to think more about just celebrating Black History Month without like specific learning outcomes. So it doesn't have to necessarily be all about what did you learn from this all the time? And that we're just simply celebrating together. I love that. That's great. I, we have another episode that listeners should check out called My Culture Is Not Your Costume about our Halloween edition that I have with a really great guest who we talked about something similar when we talked about how there are heritage months and there are cultural things that as a non-person of color, you have to learn over time. And it's not the job of people of color to always teach that to you. You know what I'm saying? And I think that really relates to how you're saying, like, it's about celebration. It's not about teaching everybody something all the time. It's about feeling good. It's about enjoying 
you know, your life and the life that you have and all of those great things that comes with it because of the culture and your background and your heritage that surrounds it. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's a really great approach to it. I think, as you said, like a lot of times we really just focus on what are we learning? You know, what do we need to think about? What do we need to reflect on? And as you said, sometimes that doesn't include our administration and how much of a difference would it make if we not only had professors at our Black Lives Matter marches, but we also had administrators, you know? I mean, I think President Davies Fedora might blow away if he walked too fast, but I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that. (laughs) But if we kept going at a steady pace, the fedora would not fall, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it would just, I think, not only mean a lot, it would mean a lot to see that as not only for incoming students, but for students we already have. You know, right. it would it would be a lot. It'd be and it'd be another way to just celebrate. And you don't necessarily have to learn in that situation. You know, you're just celebrating who you are and what you have going on. And I think that's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I- do agree too like with mass we are a diversity education office so it's not like i'm saying that no we it's not our job to teach you because it is but as long as we're going to say that we're in this together at cmu it can't just be us mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. learn with us and help us also all do it if that's right. what we're going to say that we value at cmu Right. That's great. And I think another one of our values, if I'm not mistaken, is I am anti-racist. And I think, yeah. And I think a lot of times when students come in, I didn't know that that was part of our mantra when I came in. I saw that and I felt so comforted by it. And I know that a lot of other students hopefully do too. And I think, you know, that's just kind of a subconscious learning curve, that there's a difference between, oh, well, obviously this is wrong and no I am fully like that's it doesn't matter if it's wrong or not not having you know not having a side not having an opinion is on the side of oppression and we're not doing that as a as an institution which is great so we're making steps we're not all the way there I think is what we're both saying a little bit we're not all the way there but we're getting there we're getting there we're walking slow it's great I love the fact that it's becoming a ingredient in the all the work that we do mm-hmm. and if we're for lack of a better term if we're baking a cake together I'm, I'm glad that this is one of the spices rather than just a yes. <laughs> side item no I love it if we're baking a pie we want to have and we are anti-racist as our ingredient instead of just some basic flour that we're not even sure what it does you know I mean, I'm not, I'm not a cook. I'm not a baker, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think my analogy pulled through. My mom's going to listen to this episode and be like, yeah, that made no sense. I'm going to be like, you know what, mom, it's fine. Okay. Eric understood what an, I meant. It want to be an ingredient, not a garnish. Oh yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. No sprinkles on this cake. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> I started rough. I figured it out. <laughs> oh, she's still going to tell me that was wrong. She's still going to be like, hey, that doesn't make 
make any sense. Oh, well. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts or things you want to share with our listeners today before we wrap up? Um, well, it is Black History Month, so definitely be on the lookout for all of the events that we have happening around campus. There are plenty to choose from, so get involved. Don't be afraid to jump in both feet first. You, They're meant for you mm-hmm. and they're planned by some of you. So there is no, you're not allowed here happening. We encourage you to jump in. And um, if you don't know where to find us, you can definitely visit me in the mass office over in the, sorry, like- You're totally <laughs> Really fine. trying to figure out. You can definitely come visit me over in the mass office, which is in the Bovi University Center, 112. It's on the lower level, which is cool, so it's easier to find. If you're usually playing music, you can come in there and study if you don't want to come to any of the events. But I'm there, so we can talk. And I'd love to see you. Cool, thank you so much, Eric. So great to have you today. It's like that's all the time we've got today for our, for our episode, folks. Once again, we have our first Black History Month episode today of Diverse Voices. Super excited about it. We talked about how Black History Month is defined and how it's changed over time, how it affects our institution and others like it. Thanks again for listening, y'all. I'm your host, Mia Sikova, and this is Diverse Voices.